Welcome to the Directors UK podcast. This episode comes from our member event with Frank Berry, director of Aisha, which stars Letitia Wright and Josh O'Connor. Frank spoke to fellow director Kim Longanotto about his career path, choosing his collaborators, and why listening is the key component to his filmmaking. We hope you enjoy the show. Um, I was so thrilled when you asked me to, to do this because I watched the film and I really, really loved it. And what I loved was that it's the characters in it, the two main characters have really stayed with me. And I feel like they've become friends in my life. You know that feeling when you've watched the film and it's really touched you. And so I'm really happy to be able to ask Frank some questions. It just is a real privilege. So Frank, the first thing I, I think everyone will want to know is how this film came about. I know you it's your fourth fiction film, um, but I just wondered how this film came about and how you came to be making films like this as well. So you can go back to what happened before, because I know how hard it is to make films. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you for the kind words, Kim. And uh, hello, everybody watching. Um, well, this, this film is actually my third uh, featured uh, drama uh, and basically this work came out of uh, you know I started making community videos in Dublin around the streets of Dublin um, I, I when I left college I started I, I, I you know I had ambitions to be a director and I, I made some short films and some television Irish television but I didn't really find it very satisfying personally for what I what I wanted to do with filmmaking so I became quite disillusioned and I started teaching filmmaking um, and what I was teaching filmmaking to supplement um, the, the, that job, I started making uh, local films and it just felt so much more comfortable doing that. And there were themes of social disadvantage and education and they were basically uh, local community groups who wanted a DVD to um, to help raise awareness and funding for whatever they were doing. I made quite a few of those and I absolutely loved it. And I felt like, you know, there weren't films that you would send to a film festival or, you know, were going to get large audiences, but there were uh, ones that felt very special to me. And um, I, I, I made a lot of those. And then uh, one of those films evolved into a feature documentary which uh, was made in the same way, which just my, my friend Kevin on camera and myself, um, we made a film about an inspirational teacher in Ballymun, um, uh, an, an area of Dublin, North Dublin. And that uh, got a cinema release in, in Ireland, very, very small release. But it was just very significant to me because I could see myself, I felt I made it my own way and I wasn't trying to fit in a more established model. I, I, I'd found my own way into filmmaking. I found my feet as a filmmaker. I, I felt having had a few missteps at the very beginning. Um, so I was quite late into uh, filmmaking because that was my first film that really got any kind of an audience in Ireland. It was called Ballymun Lullaby. And, um, and I really wanted to repeat that um, again because I loved working in the community I loved getting to know people uh, over a long period of time making friends almost feeling like you're in a, a new job uh, you're 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 you spend so long in a, in a place and um, 
I made a, a, another film then, another feature film that was started out as a documentary, but then it ended up as a drama because it was about a sensitive subject. It was about, it was called I Used to Live Here and it was about suicide ideation among teenagers. And it was made in collaboration with the community and the um, Irish um, uh, National Centre for Youth Mental Health. So um, I felt that there was something really important about how when a, uh, a tragedy occurs in a community, how the way that it's talked about, particularly among young people, it can lead to further tragedies. So it was a film that didn't depict anything, any suicide or anything like that. It was all about, about ideation. And um, I just felt felt uh, compelled to tell that story. But I, I, I discovered that the safe way to do it would be as a drama, not, not as a documentary. I didn't really want to put real documentary stories on, on on the screen in from a particular area in such a such a painful painful subject so we, we i made a film with non-professional actors uh, everybody in the film was from one community i i met them all under the roof of one community center in a very disadvantaged community in in, Dub, in dublin till and arden and i spent i spent years there uh two years there um and doing my, my own kind of teaching um, uh, workshops in camera and getting to know the young people hanging out in the, in, the, uh, in the youth space. And we made a film together and uh, everybody, the, even the crew were from the community. I, I, I met the camera person while I was trying to find um, young people interested in the local uh, further education college and and uh, the sound recorder was also a teacher from the area, and uh, uh, so it was a it was an exercise in in a community speaking. And my position was as a as a storyteller and a collaborator with the community, and that was really again another step for me as a filmmaker because it was a no budget, uh, no we couldn't get funding for it, but I, so I felt like I had everything because I had this incredible collaborative space and wonderful people that I worked with. And but we had no money, <laughs> so we had everything and we had nothing. And then um, we got some completion funding from Screen Ireland over here, and and that's that's uh, that's how we got it to the screen. But then that got a cinema release, and I got a bigger cinema release. Um, and then the that that led me to getting funding uh, for my next film, which is a, a film called Michael Inside, uh, which was about uh, a young person who goes to prison and that experience and how it affects him. So he goes to prison for a short while, but it's about how the environment that he's growing up in leads him to criminality due, due, due to the circumstances of where he's growing up, basically. Um, he, he doesn't want to be a criminal. There's no glamorizing of criminality in the film. It's really just about how it affects him and then how it affects him uh, when he leaves prison. So the final part of the film is is about recidivism and and and... And I, I, I made that in collaboration with former prisoners. So I spent uh, two years again um, with, with, with a, a former prisoners from a, a group in Dublin uh, called Pathways. It's where people who leave prison go uh, to, to pick up on their education or for, for educational opportunities. And that, so Michael Inside was really inspired by the, the years I spent in Killinarden. I just saw an awful lot of young people who uh, were, felt very disconnected and were in vulnerable and in, in danger of of, um, of of you know of going to prison, becoming part of the prison population. So um, so so then after my consult, I found myself. I, I looked at the work I was doing, and I felt that there were almost like feature length versions of 
the show of, of those community early community films if that makes sense you know they they were yeah. they were they had a they had a they were they all involved listening uh, which is the key kind of component i often say that i know it's a visual medium but i make films with my ears <laughs> um and i listen for a long period of time and the story uh, emerges uh, over over time by by a constant dialogue with with the community that I'm working with, and and that so it all stems back to those community videos. Um, and then while I was researching the prison system in Ireland uh, for Michael Inside, uh, this was 2014. I learned that the Irish prison system and the Irish immigration system, um, they were both run by the same government department, so they're both run by the Department of Justice. And I just felt there's something really not, not right with that. And I just wanted to learn more. And so I started to, to research that. Uh, I just wanted to know what is the experience of someone seeking international protection in Ireland? What is their experience? It's a system that exists in my name as an Irish citizen. And um, so I, 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 I wasn't sure whether the, the, my process of collaboration and the way I make films would 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 you know would be suitable so i went uh, to there's an amazing activist group in in um, in ireland called movement of asylum seekers ireland and i met up with uh, one of the co-founders lucky Campbell, who's a really inspiring man and this was in january 2017 and i, I told him about my work the type of work that i do and i told him about you know the the, the community collaboration and and all of that and um and I just met him after after I was still teaching at the time. I just met him after on a Friday afternoon over over a period of weeks in a direct provision centre in, in the city centre, and we just got to know each other. and And he introduced me to some uh, to some more people, and he came to the cast and crew screening actually of Michael Inside, so he knew what I'm what I'm about as a filmmaker, you know. And um, and that led me on a journey then of of um, uh, many years that was 2017 so it took five years in total to make the film right. you know but that's exactly. that's where, yeah <laughs> I think that what you said I mean I'm sure other people who are listening to this will feel the same but what the film at times like particularly like when Asha's having that interview with the with the asylum board um and by the way, I think it's absolutely, it's the sort of film that you could never make as a documentary. It has to be, a film about somebody trying to get asylum has to be a fiction film. But what I loved about that scene, I mean, lots and lots of the scenes, it, it felt, it didn't, you didn't feel the sort of iron grip of the director on it. You didn't feel like this is telling you what to think like this, or, or it didn't ever feel like a didactic film. You know, it felt like the scenes were, it just, I just felt I was sitting in on, mm. on the asylum uh, process, which I thought was yeah. fantastic. And mm. I love the way that it wasn't all, everybody wasn't horrible. You know, it wasn't like, yes. you know, you had the small kindnesses that, that happened, the, mm. the little things that people would do for Aisha. And then the scenes in the hairdressers and the scenes, mm. and then, but then also the sort of casual cruelties, you know, the, mm. the guy in the, in the center that made her move. And then the other guy who wouldn't let her use the, microwave and, and mm. the way people just suddenly got moved that were in the sharing the room with her and the way that she she felt completely powerless and she mm. was just shipped off somewhere but I, I I thought Connor was just I, I can only think of him as Connor not as the actor I just think he was so good and mm. I just sort of loved him and I loved the relationship and I loved the sort of the beauty of it which made 
the sadness of the film sort of more poignant, you know, because I think mm. a lot of these, you see these kind of hard hitting fiction films and they think, right, we're really going to go. And, and it, I don't think it works. I think this film worked for me. I mean, I, I can't say it doesn't work, but it doesn't work for me. This film worked for me because I felt it was like a novel. I felt it was like a story. Mm. And then mm. I was watching, and it was full of surprises. I kept mm. thinking, oh, this is going to happen, and it never did. It kind of kept changing. Mm. So how, I'm just fascinated by how you wrote the script. Did the script evolve through talking to people? Yes. What I try and do, because I think maybe it's because of my, my roots in, in filmmaking, I don't, I, don't try, I don't try and write the screenplay the way perhaps more traditionally you might... I, I kind of uh, try and source as much as I can, if not all, all of it is, is the aim from, from the real world. So I th that's where I derive my confidence uh, on set is that I know this to be true because, you know, I've been in the environment, I've heard, you know, people speak, I've looked into their eyes. I, I know people I know very well. And, you know, so I try and, and I listen for a long period of time. And then, you know, obviously, you know, when you listen, you're moved, you know, you're changed a little bit, you know, when you, when, when you speak to people and that never goes away. And so then when it comes to arcing a story or finding a story, there's all these things that just, that they just naturally uh, form a, a, a story, if that makes sense, you know, you yes, go, okay. Yes. You know, and if, if you're talking to, to, to people over a long period of time, some people who don't know each other, you know, um, and they're, they're saying the same things, you know, that's very powerful, particularly over a period of time. You're going, oh, wow, okay, but that is, that's very, very powerful when you hear that and you know what the film needs to be. And, and then just a picture emerges of, of what the story is, you know. And then, and then I would go back and I would um, uh, read kind of a treatment out loud and then we talk about it and then I'd go away again. Um, and then it, that constant dialogue begins at the very, very start and then goes right in, into the edit, to the end of the edit, where it's just that dialogue all, all the time. And um, yeah, so, so it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's very, very collaborative in, 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 in that respect, you know. It feels like it, it felt very, it felt very nurturing watching it, even though I was so sad at the end. And I love the, the fact that the end is open-ended. I think that was so mm. clever. You know, it's like everything else in the film. It's it's like you're not, you know, it's it's not heavy-handed. It's it's got a lightness of touch, which I think is is wonderful. You think, okay, she's got the, oh thank God she's got the appeal. Don't be horrible to me, Frank. Don't get a sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you didn't do that to me. You gave me a little bit of hope, and I think that's really important because you know mm. we all need that, and then we we know mm. that there's so many people in that situation at the moment. And you know, so many of them sent back. It's so important now, though, with with that awful swell of Braverman and everything that's going on. Films like this are so important. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what during the during the conversations, obviously, you hear so many um, of, of uh, you hear of so much suffering. You know, in terms of this, the barriers that that, that to 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 a, a dignified life. You know, and you know when you hear that. Um, it's it's obviously heartbreaking and and uh, you know um, and difficult to talk about and uh, but that so but what emerged from that was uh, that we how how do we put this into a film what do, what should we do here and we kept going back to human rights 
and to 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 um, a human connection. You know, it's very painful, obviously, as we know, when you're in a centre or when, you, when you're anywhere and you, you you the community emerges. You know, you 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 make friends and and uh, you're you're. Uh, you're in a situation. You're in, you know, you're in school. You may, you may have a job. Um, you know, you're in a place, and then you're moved quite abruptly, and there's a lot of a lot oh, it's of hard, hardships. That, yeah. So, so then uh, there was a key moment in the development of the script where we thought, okay, this should be a story of a human connection in an inhumane system, and let's see, let's just look at it. And at the beginning, Kim, it, it was only uh, there were just there were just people who were who there was no romantic. Uh, element it was just they were friends was really what oh, we were I saying love, at the I beginning i just thought that yeah. made, it made i was kind of oh i just thought oh you know i wanted it i wanted yeah it well it was yeah but i mean it, it, it involved yeah, yeah. kind to the audience i mean there's yes. moments when i thought oh no like when she was at the bus stop do you remember that of course you do when the car comes up and there's all the lads in yeah. the car and i thought yeah. oh i've seen this you know because so many films you think oh no this is oh god this is going to happen it's going to be yeah. awful. and you didn't you know yeah. you you were you had that restraint which i thought was yeah and all the way through you did that it was like mm -hmm. but in a way it was all the small indignities he yes up gradually yes that's that so is. much more powerful than two horrible torture scenes or rape scenes or you know yes that is so clever what you did yes yes it, it, you know it's it, a lot of the conversations were about the the small the small you know in, in a way that scene the scene that happens afterwards when she's on the bus and we see how it affects her yes. you know that i remember talking about that about you know um um you know being traumatized and and living in 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 that state and then how the system can re re traumatizes you and well, um, in, in so many ways that you know? was really clever when the woman kept asking her can you tell us what happened and she said yeah. you know there was bruises on my arms and it was so hard for her to 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 go into what had happened and you thought yeah. oh in, in reliving it and having to prove somehow oh and the conversations with the mum on the phone. Mm. And then yeah. when the mother died and nobody seemed to take any notice of it, I thought that yeah. was extraordinary as well. But that was really yeah. well done, the conversations with mum. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. How did you write the script for that? How did that come about, the whole thing of mum say, you know, saying you've got to help me and how powerless she felt she couldn't help her mum? Yeah. Well, her back, her her backstory was, was written basically in collaboration, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not in a position to be able to write authentically about what it's like to to grow up in in Benin City. You know, so um, I met a, a, a very very inspiring um, group of ladies in in a direct vision centre in Waterford, and, and we talked a lot about um, uh, Aisha's background, and we talked a lot about her relationship with with her mother. And uh, Letitia was was very collaborative. Excuse me, in in, in that as well. About, I think, yeah, I think that works because I think what what one of the big sort of wonderful things about the film is I think a lot of lesser well done films you get the whole story you go oh you're going to get the background you're going to get the whole story and then yeah. you'll come into real time do you know what I mean or you have yes to yes it. It, it 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 was so ingenious the way the backstory came out in mm. bits throughout and through yeah. her having to try and get asylum through her telling yes. her things through li just little things where she'd tell people, like the woman, um, when she said, oh, you are you an asylum seeker? You know, and she yeah. meant well the woman, 
but you thought by then you thought oh no please don't ask her you know yes so it was like i was learning yes while i was watching the film which i think is so clever yeah yeah thank you yeah that 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 that, um we we talked a lot about how when, when you're seeking protection and you arrive into a system your identity is immediately taken from you and you're being you're told you're an asylum seeker and, and go over there and wait basically and um you know so so that 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 scene came from from those conversations you know uh and um yeah it's it's it in very cleverly that she'd already been somewhere for five years yeah and, and then when she said that i thought you know that kind of you know, and it was so casually said, but it stays with you. You didn't sort of emphasise anything. I think that's yes. what I loved about the film. It's like sort of gentle Ken Loach, you know, sort of yeah. kind Ken Loach. <laughs> you know? well, what, what, I, what I try to do is is uh, not draw attention to myself really at all mm-hmm. uh, in, in the films. And uh, um, it's, it's for me, it's about... Again, maybe maybe drawing on on that feeling that I had in those early videos. I don't know, but just to, to for the film to feel uh, valuable in relation to the subject, you know, and that and that it's not really, um, you know, it's it's not it's not an exercise in 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 anything other than that, really, you know. And uh, so I I tend to kind of not film a lot of coverage, and I don't really. Um, do I don't really want coverage? to draw attention to myself or to the. What do you or mean to, by coverage, right? Sorry. What do you mean by coverage? You don't film a lot. Of yeah, coverage. I don't f- film a lot of shots in within a scene. You know, so it's really a, a, a lot of the scenes in Aisha and my other films are are there's minimal editing in them, and there's oh, okay. very yeah. often there there's they're really just one shot. You know, um, oh. and and. Uh, and the idea there is, 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 you know, is just to not draw attention to to the filmmaking or to me in any way. So almost you feel like you're observing or, or, or you're there, you know, that's and that, no. you know, and that, that 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 process came from a very particular uh, uh, difficulty I had when when I made my first feature, that no budget film. I used to live here and it went from a documentary to a drama. So all of a sudden I was I was asking young people and adults in the, in the community to act and it felt kind of we didn't use the word acting. We said, well, okay, we won't use the word acting because that just turns people away. They say, oh, I'm not an actor. So why would I do why would I take part in this project if you're asking me to, you know, instead I, I was, you know, again, this, um, a long process of getting to know people. But uh, I, I, I tried shooting like singles and wides and um the standard grammar that that I learned in college, and it just felt at odds with the project because it because the, the young people were saying, "Well, what do you want me to do now? Do you want me to stand here? Okay, but <laughs> we, we just did this. Do you yeah. want me to do it again?" And and I was just going, "Oh, this is just it." Didn't I felt like I was it felt it felt false or it felt wrong that it was just at uh, odds with yeah it, it felt at odds. What I said to you at the very beginning at times it felt like. And I mean, usually when I say documentary, I mean boring, you know, but in this case, documentary, it really felt like I was there and it was really happening. And it had that fluid feel of actually observational cinema. Yeah. And so yeah, well, that's well, very interesting to hear that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, all the films come from a documentary impulse, you know, there. And, and, and when I'm researching it, I do feel a bit like I'm, I'm making a documentary without a camera in a way, you know, I just, 
and in the environment. And I do, I'm always the happiest in the in that part of the filmmaking process. So I just feel like I'm where I, sh where I, I'm really Did you film chronologically? Did you film, was it filmed in order? Um, no, it was filmed in order of the of the locations. So in terms okay. of the centers that Aisha goes to. So, um, but so it was emotionally, you know, the film goes in a certain direction for, for Aisha. So, so it was very helpful for, for the performances in that respect. But within those centers um, and those parts of the film, uh, we, we we didn't shoot in, in order. Um, so, but um, but but just to go back to the first film, that that key moment for me, Kim, was when I I decided to 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 film without uh, one in, in, in with one shot uh, per scene. And the reason for that was the young people and the non-professional actors would say, "Why are we doing it again?" And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, because we're, we're going to do this now." Okay, and we did that, and then, okay, we, and then we'll alter it again, and it made sense to them because every time it changed a bit, and and um, and then it was almost like a, 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 a every scene was like discovery in a way, and then we got to the end and we went, okay, good, okay, we have it now, let's move on to the next one, and and also I noticed that because it's an unbroken time time period, it just was brought us closer to to to, to reality, you know, um, and and that is always kind of the the aim is to try and bring it as close to reality. That's why there's not too much manipulative music and, you know, because if we get close to reality, then the film won't undermine the aim of the film, which is to talk about something very real. Whereas if it feels a bit off, you know, I mean, I love all manner of filmmaking, obviously. I just like, uh, particularly um, really, really entertaining films, you know, in my in, in my life. I, it's just in terms of the way I, I'm motivated specifically to make films, is to make them in a very kind of realist way, you know, as a you know, as a, as a as a filmmaker, and um, and the purpose, uh, the the aim of that is is to to um, just to feel the way I did er the early days about the work that 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 it's 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 worth doing. It has a kind of a purpose, you know. So, was there any? Did the actors in the film? Did they, um, for example, Aisha and Connor? Did they? improvise at all did they suggest things did they change things up at all yeah yeah they did and again you know it, it was a challenge for me because prior to Aisha I, I'd worked with a lot of non-professional actors and you know in my inside was a lot of former prisoners in in the film and and uh, the first film was all non-professional actors and my process there was to to um not to be too imposing as a director, because I felt that as soon as I gave someone direction, they would very often, as I'm, I'm talking to a lot of directors here, all directors, so you all know what I mean, um, is that, you know, you can often, um, uh, a non-professional actor can often turn into a robot, you know, like they can say, okay, Frank, what do you want me to do? Okay. <laughs> and, and then they look around and say, is this okay? Is this what you want? And you're taking it from them. You're taking the performance from them. So what I did, yeah, you I, know. I've got a sense of you. From watching the film, I got a sense of you without you imposing yourself on it. It's yes. very graceful filmmaking. It's very sort of gentle directing or filmmaking. And I think that's... But the, but the other thing that I just loved was that you, you could have made a very heavy-handed film, but you made a film that constantly surprised us. And, for example, you know, you meet Connor and you think, oh, he's one of the guards. Oh, he's a slightly nicer guard. Oh, he's a much nicer guard. Oh, I really like Connor. Oh, he was in prison when he gives the when he gives the cigarettes to the guy by the and you meet the two guy the three guys standing by the wall. Yeah, think, yeah. Oh, he was in prison for trial, and 
I mean, I just thought that was so brilliant. And I suppose now I realise it comes back from your your um, your thing with the with you know doing research in prisons. Yes. And you don't you don't push it. You just leave it there. Mm. It's just and it's all part of a picture of this a really sort of multifaceted part of picture of this guy that yeah. you go to love really. I think you just. I mean, mm. he's one of my characters that I shall remember. Yeah. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Yes, it, it's um, well. Life is surprising, obviously, and when you get close to life and look and and, and listen to lived experience uh, as the source material, very often the people you're working with will go, no, 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 no. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay. And then you know, and and the story might 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 go in a, in a similar similar way to the way life is, which is which is surprising, you know. Um, I, I remember from Michael inside. You know, we we had a scene and and um, we acted it out. A couple of, of the former prisoners stood up, pulled away their chairs, and acted it out, and they tore it to shreds. And oh. then and then and then I had to go off and and then I I can listen to them. I went off and wrote it again. And then and then we tried it again. And then one of the lads said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with that. That was that was the, that was the, that was the, like you know the, the most confident yes. most confident I could get. Yeah. And 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 I thought, okay, that's 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 good. You know." Um, so so you know yeah so so that's that's uh but in terms of Leticia and Josh you know like the process of of not not um imposing a direction on on top of them you know to you know uh, I I it, it worked very well with it works very well I've, I've learned with really um uh experienced professional actors who have their own process it works it works well in terms um you know not just with non-professionals, you know. So the, the process is to talk, is to bond early and to talk a lot about what we're doing, what the conviction is to tell the story, the research. You know, with Letitia and Josh, I, I introduced them to to to, to uh, the people I've worked with along the way, and um, and so so a lot, a lot of the work is done there. And, and I remember Letitia talking about this, the story and, and using the term the elasticity of time how it's time, you know, and, and I, I, I always speak to her about, and uh, that's where, where we came up with the idea of the, um, of the, of waiting uh, at the bus stop and, and, and how one minute you've got nothing to do and you're sitting around the next minute you're, you're late for work, you're in a, in a rush because you know, of what happened in, in, earlier in the film. So, so, so we would have all those conversations early. And then once you get onto the set, you know, it, the, you know, a lot of the, the work is done really. And, and you're there, just as a presence, you know, close by that they can turn around to and benign ask you questions. I'm sure you were benign presence. I mean, I'm fascinated. I'm sure other people listening to this are the fact that you did a lot of it in one take. And I just yeah. think that, and we feel that, the audience, we feel that, that, that you know, it feels like you've filmed it in one take, which yeah. I think is extraordinary. Can, can I ask you how, did you have a big crew or a little crew or...? How, how did how did that work? It was a modest. It was a modest crew. It was a modest crew. It, there wasn't a lot in the film, really. It's a fairly straightforward drama. So, yeah, it was. It was. Um, uh, I mean, the crews have gotten progressively uh, bigger uh, on 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 my films, uh, you know. And uh, um, boy, we had there were we had an absolutely incredible crew. And you know, again, I mean, it's quite, quite similarly, Kim. You know. When you're talking to HODs, you, you know, the first conversations is, is all about the journey I've been on, you know, and now I'm finally here and we're, we're, we've got some funding and, and we're, you know, but I talk an awful lot about 
um, you know, the research and, and you know, and, and the HODs very often connect with, with, with key people uh, from, my, from my research and get involved. And what I try and do is, 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 as much as I can, is collaborate with people who share the same values and who work from the heart, is, as we say, you know, and, and try and get that. I mean, it's, it's a quite idealist and it's not always, uh, you know, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's the aim. And you end up getting um, just a, a nice kind of atmosphere. You know, I, I, I feel that, you know, uh, if, 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 if there's comfort on set, I know there's never comfort, it's always stressful and difficult, but if, if you can minimise it down to f- people feeling you know, not 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 unduly stressed out by by unnecessary things. Then it does encourage more collabor- um, uh, creativity. Openness. You know, yes. people, yeah, people feel freer to 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 to, to express themselves, and and uh, so so that's 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 the type of set that I try and and and, and foster. You know. Well, that, or I mean, everything you've said it makes absolute sense. I mean, I'm just wondering because Toyin said. Um, that we want to put people who are listening, give them the chance to ask their questions. They're probably thinking, shut up, Kim. I want, ah, you see, how much, can you see that, Frank? How much time ahead of shooting did Leticia and Josh, that's obviously Connor and um, Aisha. Yes. Connor and Aisha spend with each other to generate that level of comfortability. That's nice. Was the inclusion of the dance performance scene at the beginning of the film mainly to extend the audience's introduction to the lead character? Yeah, thank you. That, that's a lovely question. Um, no, they didn't. They didn't spend a lot of time together at all at, at the beginning, and, and that was a conscious decision. I think that's um, a good idea. They got yeah. to know each other through the. Film. Yes, from 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 all of us. Like, I think there was one or two meetings. Um, we introduced Letitia and Josh to uh, to Lucky Campbell, who's one of the uh, who is the co-founder of Massey, who was one of the primary consultants on the film. And he 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 uh, he spoke um, to both of them uh, during pre-production, but after that, you, yeah, we kind of we kept them. Uh, we didn't keep them apart, but you know that was that was the general approach. And um, uh, so so that opening scene in the story exists um, takes place before Connor uh, uh, goes into the centre and starts his job. So he's not part of the world at that point. Um, and uh, but it was kind of like Josh is he's an amazing actor and he's very well known. But for the first part of the film, he's quite in the background. As I know, the I, I know that's very clever. Know, I mean, I didn't spot well, his ages. Yes, yes. And and what I wanted was for him to emerge from the background, or from the environment, basically. You know, and and uh, and not again, not to be kind of heavy-handed about it. So. Um, so that that was that was that sort of loose shyness. I love the way he is, and then he gradually yes. sort of blossoms. He changes yes. with the film, which is so yes, amazing. yes, absolutely. And and you know, um, what I what I do what I did as I uh, may I think I mentioned earlier is I kind of get out of the way in terms of their performances, and I'm there really to help them, but not to kind of um, do too much. And really, what happened was their their relationship their friendship just blossomed really before our eyes, you know, um, on set. And it was amazing to watch. I, you know, there's, there's, um, there's nothing more mystifying than watching amazing actors really. I can't, I don't understand what, how they do it. And yeah. it's just in- incredible. And, and, and this, this relationship that you couldn't, you could never really write, I suppose. It's just, um, and, and, you know, they both really took, took really very very deep ownership of the characters and uh, and Letitia 
you know, in particular with 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 Aisha, she, you know, she um, from 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 the very beginning, you know, I felt she was from the very very start. I felt she was really in in control of the arc and and of who she I who, think who, who Aisha Aisha. was. When you keep calling it a T-shirt, I think, who's that? You know, yeah, she's yeah. so much the, the part. I just yeah. want to ask you one thing, because I know there's all other filmmakers watching. Um, what were the horrible things or the difficult things or the demanding things or the challenges, that the yeah. main ones that you had? Oh, look, yes. the amazing film, thank you. How long was your film shoot and how did you go back searching for locations? Okay. These are similar, similar, similar questions, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, the shoot was uh, was six weeks, and wow. the first, you know, yeah, and and the first um, the first location, Glandor House, was a former direct provision centre, and that was the brief uh, that I gave to our our wonderful locations manager Owen Hulahan. And um, he he I, I and uh, he went out looking. Um, for for direct provision centres for us to film in because that was just uh, something that was very important for us, and um, uh, our, one of our other uh, primary consultants uh, was Vukashin Nedeljovic, and uh, he's he's this incredible artist activist in Ireland who is is um, uh, is behind this project called Asylum Archives, and he went around Ireland and he photographed all the direct provision centres in Ireland with no people in them. And there is just such powerful work. And he's on the second edition of that book now. And um, he, he collaborates with, with amazing academics and, and, uh, and activists and writers um, for the, in this book. I, I highly, highly recommend it. But, um, but anyway, but what's so valuable about his work is that when we used his book as a way of finding locations, we, we learned that so many of the photographs and so many of the things that he recorded no longer exist. The buildings have been, um, have been uh, uh, demolished and turned into flats or no longer exist. And I was thinking, God, this is such an incredibly valuable book, mm. you know, in terms of what Vukashin has, has recorded, you know. So one of the, one of the direct vision centres in that book is Glandor House in, in Dunleary in Dublin. And we... Um, we uh, we we filmed there first, and then the second um, the second centre was is is based on a trailer park centre in in Ireland, which is probably the most famous image of direct provision in Ireland, which is this this grid of trailers on concrete oh, in, in, in in Athlone, and, and they wouldn't they wouldn't allow us uh, film in there. Obviously, uh, um, you know it's very hard to get into the centres, and it was it was then. There's this kind of, um, you know, secrecy around around them, and it's very hard to, to get permission to 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 even enter enter many centres, and uh, so basically what we had to do big big uh, kind of um, I wouldn't say this too often, but in this context with lots of directors, uh, we we actually recreated that that grid uh, with VFX. So um, you know, Tamara Conboy, our incredible production designer, she put her heart and soul. Generated, are they? Yeah, well, yeah. Wow. What she did, yeah, what she did is she she found five of the of the trailers that are used in that particular trailer park, and we found and and Owen, our location manager, found a space in Wicklow of just concrete, and we put the five of them in it, and uh, and then we so we got Letitia and Josh and everybody to walk through these very very small amount of 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 trailers, and then in um, in post production. We we did set extensions, so we actually extended 
the the, uh, the 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 space, the concrete, and we put a grid of a hundred. We just copied them, and yeah. and, and the the, the guys, uh, yeah, Andy Clark in in Outer Limits. Uh, I mean, he's just inc- I call he, uh, I call him the, ge- the genius in the in the basement because he's based in the basement. He does amazing work, and uh, he's um, uh, he, he he his team his team did that, and uh, uh, so so that was really important to me. I really wanted because people were saying, "Oh, well, you could you could film maybe in a in a caravan park, or you know." I said, "No, we we have to film this 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 oh, austere oh. system, you know, this awful awful place, and we have to try and 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 and, and uh, express that, you know." And then the final location was basically a hotel, and it just represents it. It, it basically it's an emergency center, so it was it was, it was um, re- representing uh, an awful lot of hotels around Ireland that that um that are used as as direct provision centers right so so when you were making the film what were the um what were the things I mean you know hopefully nothing did go wrong but what sort of things went wrong or were difficult or were challenging or made you just spare yeah. a night in the middle of the night lying in bed with your heart going and thinking oh god honestly the bit the big one was that middle center that was the big right. one because 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 I you know it just looked totally impossible mm. to do it because there's no space and there's and we can't you know we can't um we just we just we couldn't do it and I was I, I was kept awake at night um uh, going you know we can't make a film set in this uh, system without that image that yeah. that was my feeling and and that 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 kept me awake you know um that was tough. But you know, it, everything was was you know, it's it's like, you know, every every uh, every day, you know, you have to dig deep, and and it's you know, somebody said the hardest thing to do. I can't remember which director said it. It's getting out of the car in the morning, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but it's 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 um, it was it was it was tough having enough time to do everything properly was 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 difficult. Um, Weeks is extraordinary. I think that's so short a time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was. It was. It was tough. It was very tough. You know. Um. It was. It, you know. There's a. There's a. There's a lot of lived experience on set of of my three films so far. You know, where I the people I I've met along the way I I I want on screen, if they if they if they want to do it and and I I invite so a lot of people to take part. So so the films the film sets have a kind of an atmosphere of of community um participation and film crew you know and that can make for a nice a nice uh, uh uh feeling you know so I, I do remember that 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 was no matter how hard things got you could always talk to somebody about how crazy this whole endeavor is of making a film and how mad it is and and there's, why, there's people there yeah i've got yeah, a message people. for you here this is so nice the, the person says this, this isn't a question just a comment absolutely loved the film I thought Kim was right in saying it. Well, oh, I like being right. It wasn't heavy-handed. It's an important film that I think was brilliantly executed. Thank you so that's, much. That's not, that's not me. That's somebody. I don't know who that yes. is. Directly. Well, I appreciate I appreciate that. It's that lovely, isn't comment it? Very much. Thank you. I, I think uh, I think most people who I mean I would have thought everyone who sees it would have loved it. I hope so. But, Thank you. This podcast was recorded at a Directors UK member event. You can hear more episodes of the Directors UK podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or your favourite podcatcher. 
Directors UK is a professional association for film and TV directors with over 7,500 members. Find out more about us at directors.uk.com.